Hello, all of you moms. Welcome back to the Self-Loving Mother, How to Be Your Top Priority and Raise a Thriving Family. This is Michelle Lee back with you again, having a blast, getting all kinds of these permission slips for moms like you to start saying yes to yourself, being that self-loving mother, and beginning to understand that that is the very best way to raise a thriving family. I am extremely excited to have our guest, our expert here today. You, I guarantee you, you are going to love her energy. Today we have Abiola Abrams, who is an award-winning advice columnist, transformational and motivational speaker, and certified life coach. As the midwife for your inspired life, she helps you tap into your purpose and give birth to your calling. Her specialty is inspiring big vision women with soul care and sacred strategy to look fear in the face, stop playing small, and step into greatness. Abiola's Hear Me Roar process is a nine-step mind-body-spirit approach to manifesting personal power for her spiritpreneurs. Abiola is the author of The Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love and the upcoming Brave Badass Spiritpreneur. The Essence Advice columnist also gives advice on sites like Match.com and can be seen spreading her gospel of divine feminine power on TV networks from the Discovery Channel and MTV to the BBC. As a women's lifestyle journalist, Abiola hosted shows for networks like BET and is currently the creator of inspirational products such as her self-love meditations album and African goddess affirmation cards. Her online empowerment programs help women to answer and rock their callings. By turning self-love to self-launch, Abiola Abrams has a bachelor's degree from Sarah Lawrence where she studied in sociology and writing, a master's degree from Vermont College, and a coaching certification from American University of NLP. She is the founder of the Women's Empowerment blog, and web series on sacredbombshell.com and the podcast Spiritpreneur School. Whether you call her America's self-love coach, the midwife for your inner life, or a modern-day conjure woman, it's time to become who we were born to be, and Abiola has the tools to help us get there. She is the Olivia Pope of your personal life. Consider it handled with her personal power process that breaks through fear and the inner voices that keep us playing small. Oh, my gosh, Abiola, I can hardly wait to get started (laughs) talking to you. Oh, my gosh, and how you can help these moms midwife their greatness. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on this inspired uh, series that you're doing. This is wonderful and much needed. Mm, Thank you. I have to say that I believe, I definitely know it's much needed as well. My gosh, we have a hard time sometimes as women stepping into our full power and then sometimes 
Becoming moms takes us even, can take us even more out of that power when really it can be something that takes us into the power. So having you here in your powerful space doing what you do is a special gift. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle. Absolutely. So, Abiola, I'm having all of the experts define self-love, what it means to you, because in my years of working with women and moms and just, you know, being a part of society, I'm still very aware of all of the confusion around self-love. So how do you define it? Well, Michelle, as you know, my last book was the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love, so this is a topic that I am extremely passionate about. I define self-love as being devoted, you know, 100% to your own well-being, to your mind, body, and spirit, to your highest and greatest good, and to being tuned in not only to your well-being but to the well-being of those around you because self-loving people and self-loving individuals make choices more from love than from fear. And so self-love is extremely important. It's not narcissism. It's not about uh, being, you know, overly you know, the things that we've been taught when we were growing up as as girls, you know, vanity and things like that, that's very different than what self-love is. Self-love is being willing to indulge in all of the self-care that it takes in order to make you an extraordinary woman and an extraordinary mother. Mm, so good, so good. That is fantastic. I love your, I love your definition. It's so well, it's in depth, it's pure, and also I love what you say about being able to make choices from love and not fear. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. The, the way that I see it, Michelle, that there are only really two pure emotions, love and fear. Now, they wear other faces, you know, like happiness and joy, you know, is the face of love. And the faces of fear may look like anxiety. It may look like uh, depression. It may look like stress. It may look like anger at different times. And, you know, if you live long enough on this planet, you're going to be stressed at some point. At some point, you're going to feel depressed. At some point, you're going to feel anxious and when you have a self-love and a self-care practice it helps you to come to continue to have your default setting the way that I put it is have your default setting be set to self-love so that no matter what's going on not to say that you won't be anxious or depressed or stressed you're human so of course you will but you will still be rooted in self-love and be able to make choices for yourself and for your family from a place of strength, which is a place of love and devotion, and knowing that everything ultimately will be okay. Because moms, you know, can be very, very stressed. I was raised by, you know, a well-meaning <laughs> but very anxious and stressed out mom who didn't know how to tap into her own reserves of well-being and take care of herself first. She put us first, you know, as her children, which was, you know, 
interesting to see and, and beautiful to experience. I, I always argue that I had the best, best mother and father on the planet, but she was really doing things a bit backwards, that the way to do it is really to put yourself first and take care of yourself so that you can be everything to your kids, so that you can be all to your kids, and, Michelle, so that you could model for them self-love. Like I say all the time, you know, that you can't teach someone what you don't know. So if you don't know how to love yourself, you are not going to, as well-meaning as you are, be able to teach your children how to do so. Mm, that is so important, being the model. Being the model, we're always being the model, right? Yes. Yes. So it's very important that we are conscious about what we're modeling. And you said something really important. You you said get rooted in self-love. Now, I was a self-sacrificing mom. I had children before I knew much about self-love. I was a mom in the middle of my self-love journey. Um, so being rooted in self-love did not happen for me until a little bit later. How do you, how do you teach your clients how to become rooted in self-love if that's not where they're at? Well, Michelle, I say that it's it goes back to it starts with self-care and the choices that we make because, you know, and, and this is actually the reason why I wrote the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love and the reason why, you know, I make all of the empowerment project products that I make is because we, we all grew up hearing just love yourself, just love yourself, kind of in a pithy, you know, throwaway way, but we didn't know what that meant, you know, and it's really challenging, you know, when everything that we see – Every ad that we see when we turn on a TV or read a magazine is telling us all of the things that are wrong with us, you know, especially mothers. You know, moms get the short end of the stick. They have the hardest job on the planet, but, you know, are at fault for supposedly all of these things, all of the ills of the world when mothers are the strongest force there, you know, that there is, you know, and so... It's really, really important. One of the things that I teach my clients is that self-love comes down to the choices that you make for yourself, things that you wouldn't even think about, you know, um, from the, the foods that you choose to eat, from the company that you choose to keep, from the things that you choose to feed yourself with uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, what are you reading? What are you watching TV, watching on, on television? What kind of things are you taking into your subconscious? Either you are making, again, choices for love or choices from fear. And many times, because we don't know where to start, I say start with your choices. You know, if you're trying, for example, to make a decision, whether it's a you're a working mom and you're trying to make a decision about, you know, um, should I take this job or the other job, or whether you're trying to make a decision about your relationship, should I stay or should I go, I say always ask yourself what is the most self-loving choice that I can make because it comes down to our choices, the things that we choose for our lives. And, you know, those choices, positive choices repeated then become a way of life. And the challenging part for many of us is that it's not like you just do this once and it's like, yay, I love myself and you're done because, again, you're a human, <laughs> vulnerable woman on this planet. And so it's something you've got to keep at, like bathing. 
you don't bathe once and then, oh, okay, I'm clean. You've got to get up every day and do it again. So it's the same thing with learning how to love yourself, learning how to care for yourself, learning that you are the most valuable creature on this planet. And the beautiful thing, Michelle, about self-love is that whenever you get it, it benefits your children. Even if they're adult children, you know, like seeing my mother now learn how to make more self-loving choices, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, man, I'm totally missed out. It makes me feel like, oh, okay, no matter how old we are, we are evolving, you know, along with our parents if we have the benefit of them still living. And so whenever we make these choices, it benefits us as individuals and our families. Mm, Beautiful. I love all of that. I love that you're talking about self-love is a choice. We're making all all of our choices out of fear or love, even the choices we make about who we spend time with, the food we put into our body. So how is the food I'm choosing to eat and the actions I'm choosing to take with my with my children focused on either love or fear? Can you share with our listeners today how we're actually making those choices out of love or fear, those basic, everyday, mundane choices. Absolutely. Well, it comes down to, first of all, you know, whatever it is that we know. You know, at, at any point in time, we only do the best that we can do. Whatever it is, we do the very best we can do with what we know. And so if, as a mom, for example, there are foods that you know are healthier, that you choosing to eat those healthier foods for your body is an act of nourishment, is an act of, okay, I'm, I'm taking care of myself because I know this is good for my heart and this is good for, for me being able to be around longer and take care of my family. Now, coming from a place of fear is making the more shallow choice, you know, especially, you know, a lot of women like me have food issues and challenges. And so the shallow choice is where we learned how to maybe comfort and nurture ourselves with food instead of really how to be able to self-soothe in a more meaningful way. And so we then think that, you know, okay, it's it's a it's an act of, of love to maybe give my kid the candy bar and they'll shut up and stop crying, you know, then give them the, the food that, you know, teach them how to eat the food that is really going to be good for their bodies. And so, again, it's a process. And nothing I'm talking about is meant to blame or shame mothers or any woman, that we are all learning and evolving together and doing the best that we can with what we know at the moment. Uh, When it comes to, for example, making self-loving choices about the people we spend our company with, that if you have a friend that constantly puts you down, belittles you, doesn't believe in your dreams, you know, makes fun of you and who you are, then you choosing to be in the company of a a person like that or stay in a relationship with someone like that is an unloving choice rather than a self-loving choice. And so that's how it comes down to the little choices that we make. One of the things, Michelle, that is, again, a seemingly small thing, but very big and very important when it comes to self-love is the language that we choose to use. And so I urge people one of the ways to begin is by, you know, daring yourself to go on a negative thought fast. 
<laughs> to try to, you know, teach yourself to retrain your brain to use positive language rather than I can't, you know, I shouldn't, oh, man, I suck, oh, I, I'm, I'm so fat or I'm so, you know, whatever, you know, like words that we would speak, you know, with women, for example, it's really hard for some of us to be able to even accept a compliment. You know, someone says to us, oh, your hair looks great. And you're like, oh, it's dirty. Or, you know, or your shirt is beautiful. <laughs> I just pulled this out of the laundry bag. We feel a need to be self-deprecating. You know, and so learning mm -hmm. how to make different choices in the words that we speak over ourselves and our lives and learning how to, you know, just correct ourselves. Even yesterday I was at a barbecue with a friend of mine, and she told me, she said, your hair looks great. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I said it in a kind of exaggerated way <laughs> because I it was, like, annoying to me because I was, like, having a bad hair day and all these things. And, and then I stopped myself and I said, no, <laughs> I said, let's do that again. Thank you. Let's leave it there. And it's, you know, we've just got to do that no matter who we are, Michelle. Uh, with the late, great Jackie Collins, I remember, you know, I was interviewing her because I do, like you, you know, interview inspiring women to share with my audience. And so I was interviewing Jackie Collins last year, uh, last summer, and we had a moment exactly like that where, you know, even Jackie, as fabulous as she is, I can't remember whether I was talking about her shirt or whatever it was, her dress. And she said, and then we said, okay, let's have a do-over. And I said, Jackie, you look great. And she said, thank you. You know, <laughs> you know we've got to urge each other and, and encourage each other and make it fun and make it a game and use to learn how to speak positivity over our lives and over the lives of our children as well. Ah, oh, beautiful. So self-love is learning as well the art of receiving yes yes mm -hmm. receiving is such an important part of it i have actually i devoted a whole chapter in my book to receiving because we it's something that we're not taught you know at least you know or very few of us are taught many of us are taught that you know it's it's better to give than to receive. I teach instead, Michelle, that it's a balance, giving and receiving. If you look at Mother Nature, Mother Nature ebbs and flows, you know, there things things come and they go. It's the it's the nature of, you know, the universe and the nature of life. And so it's very important to know how to receive. Know how to receive gifts without feeling the need to reciprocate, learning the need to receive compliments and just learning that we are worthy and we are deserving mm -hmm. of all good things. Not being able to receive comes from a place of feeling like I am not worthy. I am not enough, which is what so many of us fear deep down. Instead of realizing I am more than enough, I am outstanding, spectacular, beautiful, and amazing. And I deserve all of the wonders and riches and beauty and bounty of the universe. That's where we need to come from. Mm, yes. When you say it, I feel it. I love the way you say it. That's great. That's great. I am worthy. The art of receiving. Yes. And, you know, yes. and I'm, I mentioned to women as well, my clients, you know, when they say it's better to give than to receive, well, we love giving. It feels so good to give. When we refuse to receive, we rob other people of that beautiful feeling of giving. So I guess yes. it has to be a balance. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, if I say, you know, Michelle, you know, you look beautiful today, and you say, ah, 
you know, it's like you've kind of just thrown it back in my face. And it's like, well, you know, I thought she looked beautiful. You know, am I something wrong with me? Am I, you know, lacking to say that? <laughs> That's exactly right, isn't it? I mean, we, we cannot self-deprecate without making you feel bad. When you offer a compliment or offer a gift, we cannot deny the gift without denying the giver. Yes, yes. And at the same time, you know, the other side of that lesson is that when you do encounter people, you know, who maybe are, say, horrible things to you or, you know, are negative to you, one of the most beautiful ways that I've heard it put is from the late, great Wayne Dyer, who was another one of my mentors from afar, is that he said, if someone gives you a gift and you don't take it or you don't receive the gift, to whom does it belong? It still belongs to the other person. And so you don't have to take in the negativity that other people offer. You can be a selective sister, you know, to, to decide what you want to let into your energy and your space. Mm. That's so beautiful because um, deciding what comes into our energy and space is especially important for moms because as we go on this journey of self-love, um, you know, women are judged pretty harshly for a, a, lot, a lot of reasons. And then we become moms. And then I, you know, I like to joke, but it's sort of true. We're damned if we do, damned if we don't. You know, there's always the critics for the stay-at-home moms. There's the critics for the, for the working moms. There's always a critic. So beginning, learning to let go of what we don't want to take in, not taking in the negativity, is such a powerful act of self-love in and of itself. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. And it feels good just to even think of it, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. It we it's taking back our power, honestly. Yes. That's what it comes down to. I love in the be that in the beginning you said permission slip. I actually I have at my site on sacredbombshell.com, I have a permission slip that I created for women because we need it. We need to give ourselves permission to, you know, just to be and to love upon ourselves and to say because many of us also are, you know, have people pleasing in our background and our heritage. Mm -hmm. I know that I certainly do. And so, you know, sometimes we don't even know what our own voice are or our own power is. And so it's really important to learn how to get quiet with yourself, learn what your own voice and your thoughts are, and then learn how to trust it. And then mm -hmm. learn, know that, you know, if you do make the wrong choice, it's going to be okay. You know, just have the faith that if you if it, if you do make a you, and you know if you do make a mistake, it's fine. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Again, come from a place of love and well being, and you know, make do the best that you can with what you know. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm so let's talk a little bit about. Um, give, tell me what you know and how moms can continue to know that all of this talk about taking care of yourself, loving yourself, how that is not selfish and how that actually benefits our children. Yes. Okay. This is, this is very important because so many wonderful moms that I meet, you know, who come up to me when I'm speaking somewhere or coaching clients have this sense of guilt. 
this feeling that they're doing it wrong, this feeling that they can't do enough for their children, that if they give their kid nine toys, the next door neighbor is giving their kid 10, or if they, you know, are a working mom and everyone's at the PTA meeting, you know, all, you know, or, or up at the school all week, other parents, and they're unable to do that, that mothers tend to blame themselves and have an extraordinary sense of guilt. And so self-love starts really with self-compassion being able to be gentle mm-hmm. with yourself. So the same way with your kids, you know, when our kids were, you know, are learning how to walk, you don't say, you know, hey, you stumbled, you idiot, get up. You don't say that. You say, yay, okay, you took a step, baby, you can do it. You can do it. Let's try to take another one. And we applaud their every little step. We have love and compassion for them. And so turn that love and compassion into a mirror for yourself because, Children are learning how to treat themselves from how you treat yourself, not from how you treat them. So even if you're treating them with all of the love and devotion and then you're saying to yourself, ah, you stupid idiot, you're going to catch them doing the same thing because they're learning their own self-worth and value from you. And so if you want your, your children, if you want your sons and daughters to feel comfortable in their own skin about who they are, learn how to be comfortable in your skin and who, and what, who you are. And it's okay, you know, to, to admit, okay, you know, we're, I, I did this wrong and now we're going to try something different. You know, kids are remarkably forgiving and remarkably, you know, open and generous with their love because they love you. They love you unconditionally. So learn how to have that unconditional love for yourself so that your children can model that in their lives and be able to have unconditional love for themselves. You know what this is about, Michelle? This is about us breaking some patterns, us breaking generational patterns, you know, that many of us, you know, have, people-pleasing and being self-deprecating and not thinking that we're enough. Our beautiful moms, you know, or whoever our caretakers were, did the best with what they had. Now we know differently. If you are listening to this call, I'm challenging you that now you know something else, and you can't pretend that you don't. And so let's now take the steps to be better for ourselves and for our children. Mm-hmm. I love that challenge. And you're, you're so right, Abiella. You can't unknow something. And we are breaking the patterns. And like you said, our children are so forgiving. It's also that lesson. When we show up transparently to our kids, when we say, oh, I screwed that up, I'm sorry, not only it gives them, it not only allows them to see us as human, it gives them permission to be human. They suddenly go, oh. Mom makes a mistake. I can make a mistake. How often do we sit in fear and not take action because we're afraid of making a mistake? Yes, yes. That's so beautifully and elegantly put because we're afraid of making a mistake. And then, you know, when we teach our kids that, yeah, it's okay to fall, you know, it's okay to risk it's okay to take a risk, and, and because if you fall and if you stumble, you'll pick yourself back up and keep going. That is one of the greatest lessons that we can give them. Mm-hmm. It is, and you're so right. Our kids learn how to treat themselves by how we treat ourselves, and they also learn, too, how to treat other people 
when moms matter in the family, I mean, this has such a, a huge outreach. You know, we're talking here about self-love and affecting the family, but, you know, like you said, we're breaking patterns. The mom has not mattered in the family for generations. She was there to be served, to serve and to be selfless. And that ultimately gave the impression that mom didn't matter. She didn't have needs. She didn't have desires. She didn't have passions. So when, as we raise children with moms that matter, can you imagine the benefit generation after generation? I mean, it's going to be amazing. Only, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> right? It's going to be really going to powerful. Be, it's, it's how we begin to eliminate domestic violence. It's how we yes. begin to eliminate child abuse. You know, it cha- it's going to change yes. the whole dynamic of the family. It's going to change everything. It's, it's going to be how we learn to eliminate eating disorders. It's going to be how, how we learn you know, as women to be able to go for it, you know, whether it's the raise or the promotion and say, hey, you know, I'm, I make, I, I'm sitting across from this guy and we're doing the same job. I, I would like a raise. Us being able to have the confidence to do that. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we, because our children were raised by mothers who had the confidence. We saw that model. We saw that's powerful. That's powerful. It so is. I have a. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you can feel it. Yeah, I know. I feel I it. It's so exciting. <laughs> and and you said another key thing because I say a permission slip, and I say that because you you said it perfectly. We have to begin to give ourselves permission. We have to stop waiting for permission. Nobody's going to give us permission. <laughs> we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I talk about often that, you know, I learned that, you know, I had a marriage that didn't work. And I you know, I I I felt in my head like I kept feeling like someone was going to come and save me. Like somehow deep down inside, you know, I had this belief that somehow someone was coming, you know, whether it was going to be my husband or who who was it going to be that was going to save me. And then it was coming to the realization that, oh, kiddo, it's you, (laughs) you know? And so even if you're in an amazing, you know, relationship with, you know, a significant other or whatever it is, you've got to come to that relationship whole. For the sake of you, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your children, you've got to step into it whole and complete which means loving yourself unconditionally on those not not just loving yourself when all right this is a good jeans day or a good hair day or i got the raise or you know my bank account looks well no not just loving yourself on those days loving yourself all of the days all of the days mm-hmm. definitely it's it's like you said it's self-compassion and self-acceptance on the bad days, when you, you know, when you yelled at the kids and you didn't really want to, when you weren't as patient, when, you know, it's just a tough day and everybody's screaming and you finally just ordered pizza. <laughs> it's yeah. It's being self-loving on those days, right? Yes, it's being self-loving on those days, Michelle. 
And what's really, really key is also just learning that, especially these days, that your family your family doesn't need to look like everyone else. You know, when we grew up, there was the idea of like, okay, two point however many kids and a dog and, you know, whatever. And it's not that anymore, and that's okay. And so, you know, knowing that people are making different choices, for example, that I know that, you know, my family structure is going to be, I, I'm probably going to be adopting children, you know, in my 40s. And so my family may not look like the neighbors who live next door. And that's okay. And so even, you know, being self-loving then extends out to the family and saying, we love our family, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, the two kids and the dog and the mom and the dad, or it's just a mom or just a dad or, you know, two moms or two dads or whatever works for you and your family, you know, or a grandma and a big extended family, you know, with aunts and lots of aunts and uncles. Like I have a huge, huge, you know, South American family. Or just, you know, maybe your parents are only children and you don't have, you know, a lot of aunts and uncles and extended family. Whatever it is, being like, this is our family and we love it and we love who we are and we appreciate that. Whatever religion you are, whatever you look like, whatever, you know, your beliefs are as your as a personal family unit, being like, we respect us and ourselves and we respect the right of others to exist as well. But we feel really good about who we are. That's very important. Mm. I love that. It's been such a theme throughout this summit to really redefining what our what family is, redefining what it means to us to be the good mom. And so I love that you bring that up. It, it really is um, molding it into what works for us. Yes, yes. And again, learning how to tune into your own voice. You know, learning how to tune into your own voice, it's very important, especially because we were taught that being good girl meant, you know, even when I say the word, ah, oh, I feel it in my gut, you know, that was, that's such, I know it's such an important part of my upbringing and, and for so many of us as women, being a good girl and what that meant and all of the ways that that, whole, that holds us back, you know, because, you know, a good girl is going to not necessarily speak up and say, you know, hey, um, don't treat me like that or hey, whatever it is. So redefining that for ourselves and for our daughters and our sons. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Love that, too. What, what is Because the good girl piece goes into good mom piece. So, yes. you know, it's all about being good rather than being authentic or being self-loving yes. or yes. any of that. It's about what is good, you know, and what looks good. Yes. So I love that. Yes. And, yes. And I would say limit, you know, also your your time with your judgment of yourself based on social media. Just remember that you're looking at the highlights of other people's lives, and you have no idea what's going on in anyone else's household. So rather than looking at and envying how their family looks, how their vacations look, how their whatever looks, just put your own love into yourself and your children and your family. Mm, beautiful. So true. You have to – we really do have to withdraw – from comparing ourselves, especially with social media. It's just so much worse now. So I love the the title of your book. You know, you use this, the author of the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love. What is a sacred bombshell? Well, I define sacred bombshell as a woman who loves 
honors, and cherishes herself in mind, body, spirit, and purpose. Your purpose is your calling, you know, whether it's your family or you're doing something else, you know. So a woman who loves, honors, and cherishes herself in mind, body, spirit, and purpose is what a sacred bombshell is. Mm, I love that because, well, bombshell first gives me the impression of, you know, sort of a, a sexual, it's that sexuality piece. And so I, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, we sort of, sometimes when we become moms, we think we have to deny that side of us. Can we still be sacred bombshells and be moms? Oh, my gosh. Not only should we, but we must. <laughs> we really must because it's our we we want to bring our whole selves to the party, you know that we want to raise children who ha who are not you know feeling guilt and shame and blame, and if you feel embarrassed about your body or your sexuality or deny your own va 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 voomness, <laughs> then your children are gonna <laughs> think that. You know that they they are that there are parts of themselves that they are not allowed to love, that there are parts of themselves mm-hmm. that only need to remain in the shadows. And so we want to teach our kids that you love your whole self, and that you're it's it's you know that the access to desire and pleasure and again receiving you know is all all something that you are worthy and deserving of. And so. Being a mom and seeing yourself as a sacred bombshell is not only, you know, an option, but I would say it is required. It is absolutely required. Mm, I love that. And you made such a powerful point that when we are not bringing our whole selves to the table, when we're denying any part of ourselves, then our children pick that up too and they learn that there must be a part of themselves that must be hidden. There's, you know, we can only be so authentic. Right, right. And we want to teach them to be to feel comfortable in their own skin, to love the skin they're in, to love who they are. And, you know, that is way more important than the idea of a good girl or a good boy. Mm-hmm. Wow key because sometimes you know people won't won't see us as good when we're authentic so we won't fit into their mold of what good and bad is and when we give ourselves permission to do that we give our kids permission to do that too yes yes we do and it'll manifest in ways like you know maybe then they feel confident to you know to audition for that school play that you know maybe their best friend is auditioning and being a good girl may mean okay i don't want to step on any toes or i don't want people to not like me or say who does she think she is does she think she's you know too too big for her britches or whatever so being an authentic person that's what really being a good girl is, being good to yourself. Let's mm-hmm. redefine it that way. Be good to yourself, ah, you know. Yes, yes. I love that. Redefine being a good girl to be good to yourself. Yes. I love that. That's so important. So important. So important. And as moms, oh. it's the first thing that I see go. It's the first thing, you know, with the mothers around me that I see go is that, you know, 
we feel like because it, things are so can be so overwhelming that the first thing to go is okay well i've got to stop you know somehow taking care of myself to take care of everyone else you know but figure out a way figure out a way to you know continue to be good to yourself no matter what and you know you'll see it reflected in your family and in the ways that other people treat you as well. Mm, Beautiful. It's so true because once we have kids, we do start to, I know in my experience, I started to fit myself in. You know, everyone else came first, and then if I had time to fit something in for me, then I would. And rarely did I have the energy to fit myself in. So I love that um, we, there, that is not an option. It simply just is yeah. not an option for, for moms. Yes. So you are, you're not the side dish. You're the main dish. You're the glue, you know, and if the glue is weak and watery and you're not taking care of it, then nothing is going to hold together. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Beautiful. Abiola, it has been beautiful talking to you today. I seriously could have done this for hours. You're such a beautiful energy, and I can just hear your passion. And I understand that you have a free gift for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how they can get it? Yes, 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 yes. Well, first of all, I want to say this is such a wonderful conversation, and I love your energy too, Michelle. And This is just such a juicy and inspiring conversation. And my free gift is a Step Into Your Greatness Toolbox, okay? Now, this is a free self-worth kit. You're going to go to ownyourbombshell.com because, as we spoke about in the beginning of this conversation, it's about owning it. And this kit is going to have different goodies in it for you how to, for you to own your power, own your strength, and love who you are in your life. So head over to ownyourbombshell.com and you can find your free offer there. And just let me know, you know, how much you enjoyed this conversation. You can find me throughout social media, everywhere from Instagram to Twitter to Facebook at Abiola TV, where the TV stands for Transformation and Victory. Mm, nice. Love it. That sounds like a powerful kit. And, yes, uh, it is fun to follow Abiola. She is full of energy, full of insights, full of wisdom. Um, So head on over there. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Join us again tomorrow for more great energy, more expertise, and learn, get one more permission slip as to why you can and really must for yourself Begin to put yourself at the top of your list so that you can raise a thriving family. See you back here tomorrow.